Hebsiest sports fans, welcome to the podcast. It's Hebsey on Sports episode 311, 311. Is that a code? Isn't that a code for call the city? Like if there's a dead raccoon on your street, that's what you do, 311? That's right, yeah. All right, it's a dead raccoon episode. All right, beautiful. Uh, Mark Hepsher here along with Toronto Mike. We're about to talk uh, about to talk about the passing of the King, the World Cup, the Maple Leafs, the Raptors, the Buffalo Bills, Toronto Blue Jays, Alec Manoa versus Garrett Cole. Ooh, that's going to be a good one. That's going to be fun. Uh, much more. It's the U.S. Uh, Thanksgiving. It's Turkey Day. It's no, it's a day after Turkey Day. Uh, it's holiday weekend. It's it's Black Friday. It's football frenzy. College football today. It's nuts. <laughs> this is the best holiday of the year and the americans know what they're doing this in the fourth of july they know what they're doing canadians we don't know what we're doing when it comes to thanksgiving when when is it again is it a monday is it a holiday it's always a monday nice outside it's gonna be nice out americans have it says for four day affair it's actually five six days when you think about it because wednesday the travel day because you got to get to your destination by thursday is nuts but you don't think it's too close to christmas where everybody's doing that travel anyways no it's the holiday season okay it's the season the beauty of it is, is that once this is over, once Thanksgiving is over and done with, and the turkey's been packed away, and the football's been watched, and it's back to work, and like nose to the grindstone, because Christmas is in three weeks. It's Christmas is three weeks after Thanksgiving. The beautiful thing is this is when we got, like to go to the United States, and uh, this is a good time to vacation, because the rates are down, because the Americans aren't traveling. They just did their whole thing. They just got home. Do you have a trip Phew. planned? They've just cleaned up. They're not going anywhere now, right? Because they got to get geared up because at Christmas, they're going to be traveling again in a lot of cases. So this is when we go away. So we're heading off to uh, Pinehurst for a golf vacation right? as soon as this show is over. Nice. You're going to Mimico. You're going to the Mimico station. Mimico station, yeah. Montreal by train? Right. Beautiful. Okay. We're getting in the car and we're going to Mimico to Union to Montreal. Piece of cake. Easy for you. (laughs) I'll be there in five hours. You've been in the new train station, haven't you? (laughs) I don't think so. Oh my God! Really? You haven't taken the? Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, it's we had a beautiful. pandemic. I didn't go anywhere for. Oh, a couple years. Mike, it's beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah, you'll love it. You'll love it. Um, all right. Um, and so that's your weekend celebration. It's not because it's not a holiday weekend here. Although sometimes we think it should be. No, man. This is literally just. I want to see Michelle's where Mich- my daughter's living. I want to. Uh, where like, is she? She's near McGill. She's at McGill Residence. Oh, she's in res at McGill. Yeah. Oh, I know that area very well. Yeah, I lived. I lived right off the McGill campus in the McGill okay. ghetto. It's called. Yeah, for uh, for a couple of years when I worked in radio in Montreal. Okay. It took, I mean, that was four, 40 odd years ago. That's forty. Uh, yeah, forty two, forty three years ago. But and it was fun then. Anything around the McGill area is uh, it's good. I'm looking forward to it, Hebsy May. So, so we get away day. We got lots to cover here. All right, let's go. All right, so so we're going to get into soccer in a second. But first, we have to talk about the passing of Borea Salming. Um, while we expected it, we didn't expect it this fast. Like, it just, he, he was just here two weeks ago. Less than. He was here for the weekend. And then he made one more public appearance in Sweden. And he felt the love. He felt the love of everyone. And then he died peacefully, I think. Uh, Daryl Sittler believes that Borja Salming died a happy man at the age of 71, knowing how much he was loved, how much he was appreciated by his fans. He didn't have to guess. He knew. He was well aware. And he gave it right back to us. And man, you know, may he rest in peace. May his memory be a blessing. The great Borja Salming. 
What the who's who would be phoning me? Well, you're phoning. I will say there's a great photo. I only saw it for the first time yesterday, but it was a uh, Tiger Williams, Daryl Sittler, Lanny McDonald, and Boyer Salming just last two week two weekends ago. But outside Maple Leaf Gardens, yeah, outside the gardens, uh, yeah. What a Boy photo! Was in a wheelchair, Boyer was in a wheelchair. What a that's photo! That's another. That's another thing. Before Boyer's perform, I had said that because there, it was believed that, um, that he was you know he was he was wheelchair bound essentially. And the way I understand it is from a number of people is it's incredible. If you're going to be in public and other people are going to see you, how much resolve you can have Mm. wanting to be distinguished looking, not wanting to look weak, not wanting to look frail. And if you're in a wheelchair, okay. And he was, and to say, no, no, I'm going to be standing. I'm not going to appear in front of all these people in a wheelchair. The courage it took in the first place to be shown publicly with a condition such as his, is incredible. We knew he was a brave guy. But I mean, that takes real courage because most people are going to say, no, I don't want to be seen in public, people to see me this way. I want them to remember me as a strapping hockey player and you know, physical specimen, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, fabulous, wonderful guy, you know, story. Uh, listen, there's stories that I, that, that I have in me, but I could never tell people. They're very personal and what goes, you know, what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas and all that stuff. But, uh, man, that's, he had a great quick smile. He would have this hang dog look on his face. And if he saw me or something would happen, he, he, it was a great, it was a great smile, but it wasn't always like that, man. He was very guarded. He didn't speak English at hardly at all. When he first came to Canada, his wife spoke very, very good English and spoke for them. And then he learned English just from being around the guys you know, and watching, I don't know, WKRP or whatever, but just, you know, that's how you pick, you know, you pick things up. He was very much against the media. He did not want anything known about his private life. I don't think there was much for the first few years, there was nothing about Solomon's private life. You knew nothing about this guy. Um, And then I think after a few years, I mean, cause he came here, he was 22 years old. So by the time he was 25, he was a solid, um, all-star caliber defenseman, right? He was in his prime, 70, 1976, let's say, 75, 76, 77, 78, He was fantastic, and, um, but not a lot known about him. Not a lot known. Um, and he was very much, very shy, very reticent to talk to the media. Number one, he wasn't comfortable with speaking English in the first place. But secondly, he just, this just wasn't his nature. He was from Northern Sweden. His father used to herd uh, reindeer like he's a lap lad, way way right. up there so for him to come to the to toronto which as it is now like the hockey center of the universe like you know and the first swede like who is this guy he went through a lot of abuse may he rest in peace Boria you now to the world cup canada behind the eight ball after that loss to belgium eight ball eight is about how many shots they had within three minutes right like just like, did you not think, yeah. oh my God, is this, look at this team. Yeah. This is against Belgium. We're going to kill these guys. We're going to, no. Because we don't have finishers like Belgium has. One chance for Belgium, one great finish, one nothing, and that's it. So, you know, with that out of the way, sort of, uh, we get Croatia. We got we to worry about Croatia now. Okay. Th- these guys were the runners up in 2018. This is a, Good team, but they're aging, as most of these nations are. We, you know, you got these veteran guys who've been there for 
years and years and years, but they know how to play as a team very well. So you got Luka Modric, who's like 36 or 37, Ivan Perisic, who's, you know, in his, I guess about 33, 34. And so, you know, I think coach John Herdman is going to, first of all, I think he made an egregious error by providing this bulletin board material. He should not have said this. This is what, I guess this is okay during the World Cup. I think it's disrespectful, but what do I know? All right? I'm not a world soccer aficionado. But I do think that when you say, you know, Canada's going to F Croatia, we're going to F Cro- He didn't say fuck. He said, we're going to F Croatia. And the Croatians see this and go, what? What the, what the, what does he fucking think he is? If I'm Croatia, I'm like, oh, fuck, man. That's just fuel for the fire. And now, Mike, I think Canada is favored. I think what we've done here in the media, we've gone, whoa, we should have beaten Belgium, the number two ranked team in the world, had them on their heels, 14 shots on blah, blah, blah. You know, look at how fast we are. Look at how good we are. If we can only finish. And now people are expecting us to at least draw with Croatia and for sure beat Morocco. Hmm. Like, oh, yeah. I don't think so. I'm worried that there's, I hate to say this, but one of the best things I saw was somebody had posted, what was the biggest upset? You know, the first week, was it Japan? Saudi Arabia. Whatever. Was it Saudi Arabia or was it Canada over Belgium? Like that's the way it was listed. Like it was an upset, right? Oh, I thought that was, that was a joke. Like, I thought. No, Bel- sorry, Belgium over Canada. It was, it was a joke. The <laughs> yeah, upset right. was Belgium beat Canada. Right, right. Because right, in right. the first half, it looked like there was no way they could beat us. Right. And so just going on that, we're going, oh my God, we've got the talent. We had the shots on goal. They're the second best team in the world. How can we not do the same thing against Croatia and score? How can we not do the same thing against Morocco and score? Right. E- even though we haven't scored, and even though, Ever. Even though the, the TSN panel just roasted Herdman, for terrible coaching. And why was Alfonso Davies taking that penalty? And uh, Kevin Kilbride, who fucking played once for Ireland, is like, oh, the coach, it's always decided before we go on the pitch. Always, it's always decided before we go on the pitch who's going to take the penalty. You know, and Davies, he's not an experienced penalty taker. You know, Lewandowski takes those penalties. P.S. Lewandowski also got beat on a penalty. You know, he also missed the penalty. P.S. <laughs> um, oh, Jonathan David. Well, Jonathan David. He missed two fucking headers. What, so he was so great that Jonathan David was going to score for sure? Nine out of 12 against French goalies, which I don't think was right. I think it was, I don't think the percentage was even that good. As uh, I think Jay Onright, or was it Tim McAuliffe pointed out that it was, I think it was Tim that pointed out it, was, it wasn't even that. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's not automatic that you're going to score on a penalty kick. It's, it's about right. 70 to 75%. At that level, right? Right. And why not Davies? Like, okay, he made a poor kick, but like, come on. If it wasn't Davies and, and, and it was Jonathan David and he missed, they would be roasted. Why are you, how could you not? Davies is your blah, blah, blah. Right. So you can't win. You can't win when it comes to missing a penalty. It happens. The greatest players in the world have missed penalties. Okay. The divine it's a, pigtail. It's just that. It's just <laughs> that every other shot besides that, we should we had... So many more chances. The chances that David and Kyle Lahren had in the box with headers were better chances to score than Davies on a penalty kick. They were. Those are those are from five feet, man. Those are not from those are from six yards, five yards inside the uh, the, the six yard box, not from twelve yards away. Okay, I mean, come on. 
So we had lots of chances. Hebsey, when they announced the schedule, I blocked this time in my calendar so nobody can book me. I'm going to watch every minute of this match. And the magic of being able to like, I've been watching World Cup since 1990. And I've never had this opportunity to watch my Canadian squad in a World Cup match. I really savored every minute, and I was standing for most of that match. And it was fantastic. quite something to be in the, on the world's biggest stage. It was magic. It was fantastic. Here's what happened with me at the corner, Cafe Diplomatico. Yes. Wild people are lining up. You know, and I'm saying to myself, well, I'm okay. But quite frankly, I want to watch by myself. I want to hear what the announcers have to say. I don't want to have some jerk, some, oh, shut up. I want to watch the game. You're right. I, I, and that's what you risk sometimes in that. Now, if it's the final and I feel as if I want to be with my peeps and we're all Canadians wearing Canadian colors or it's a big, that's fine. But in this case here at two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm like, you know what? And I just surveyed the situation. Mm -hmm. I watched the first couple of minutes and then I just, I just walked home, which is, you know, a, a two minute walk from, from the dip just because I didn't want to get into one of the, if I was frustrated, for example, by, oh, they were missing. Right. I didn't want some jerk next to me going, oh, oh you, they, you know, or say, saying something that was going to trigger me. Right. So I just, all right. And I, and I sat in front of my television and I just yelled and screamed and like, yeah. I stood up the whole time. Yeah. It was great. Great. So, so good sad. effort. Great effort. We were, you know, we were underdogs. Oh man, <laughs> the effort's there. We've got to have the finish, baby. We've got to have right. the finish. Right. All right. So, uh, but I thought the TSN panel was just too tough. It was like, like you're expecting Canada to like, oh, the way they're playing, like, oh, we're gonna run these guys like right out of the arena. No, like if we remove our, our bias for a minute, we were heavily we were the un heavy underdogs against the Belgians. We are probably definitely the underdogs against Croatia, and there's a thought we could maybe pull a draw with Morocco. But you know, we we got stuck with this great run to qualify, where we forget that uh, there are better teams in other parts of the world. You know, like, I feel like we forgot, like, oh, it's not all Costa well, Rica and Jamaica. If I would have said to you, do you think we're going to beat Belgium? You would have said, mm, probably not. No, probably so not. So we didn't. Right. Do you think we can tie Croatia? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Do you think we can beat Morocco? Mm, yeah. That's what we're saying. Now we're thinking, no, no, we gotta, we're going to beat Croatia. And we're going to beat Morocco. Because, <laughs> anyway, well, we'll get into it. Let's it's get into exciting. it. Today is going to be really exciting because yeah. the Americans are taking on England. That's the marquee matchup wow. this afternoon. Americans drew with Wales in their opener when Gareth Bale uh, scored on a penalty to tie things. Um, and then Wales lost today to Iran 2-0. Mm. In, in the 98th minute and the 101st minute or something like that. Wow. Like they, there's a lot of added time. Like as soon as, the, as soon as the 90 minutes is over, it's like a minute. It's like eight minutes. Like wow. what? And when, when I watch, you know, English soccer or whatever, it's like it's a two minutes maybe at the half <laughs> Right. Three minutes, maybe, you know, tops, but eight minutes. Crazy. So England, uh, um, who beat Iran, by the way, 6-2 in their first match, uh, they're going to be tough to beat. The Americans in England, that's going to be tough. Are you rooting for the Americans if Canada, I mean, no. even with Canada, no. in their group? Do you want them to win in their group? No, I, I dislike the American squad, no. And why is that? I think the brash, arrogant Americans, I don't want them to be successful. They, they've got their sports. I don't want them to be successful in soccer too you know if i get fucking pulled over in the u.s and the guy goes oh Hebsy, oh toronto mike uh step out of the car <laughs> i want to talk to you a little bit uh, hands behind your back what, what was your partner saying about americans that were what what was that word arrogant and brash they probably own that they'd be like yep they, they would they would not disagree <laughs> and and uh, brits are not arrogant and brash or, or my, when they come when it comes to soccer they can be though 
Like, yeah. like we know more than you. But you they haven't make the. I think we know soccer. England's because got a bit of that Maple Leaf you, fan you, thing, right? Like they haven't won in so long. It's just sort of like lovable losers at this point. So, but also in Canada, everybody knows somebody with an English accent. They're sure. on TV all over. The Luke Wildman, or you got Stephen <laughs> right. Caldwell, who's Scottish. We're used to that, right? Right. The Americans aren't used to. Well, hey, where are you from? Get the fuck out of here, right? They think they know everything. <laughs> the Maple Leafs broke New Jersey's 13 game win streak the other night. Talk about a great game. That was a great game, even though the Devils had three goals disqualified and their fans threw full beers on the ice. <laughs> Oh my god. That's expensive. Not, not, not yeah, not frozen not, not frozen waffles. Okay? Not not a, a hat or a pennant or a galosh. A full can of beer. Like it's the seventh inning against Texas in 2015. Right. And there's babies sitting down there. What the hell? That's wild, eh? That's what like what like seriously, if the Leafs had at home three goals called back, three. Right. On the third one, what would you expect from the fans in Toronto? What would you expect? They'd be throwing their sushi on the ice. Would they be throwing? <laughs> would they litter the ice? Would they do that? Uh, Are we not? I don't, I don't know. know. What do you think? Environmentally conscious? I don't know. Whatever no. it is. The Leaf fans? But all it takes is, oh, you're serving alcohol there, are you? How many beers have you had? It's like the guy, the famous guy who threw the beer at the outfielder at the, the Skydome, and they had, to, yeah. they had to get the Zabruder film out to figure out who he was. Like, you know. Oh boy! Like it's just in a moment, in a moment of outrage, your team just got ripped off. VAR just ripped you off from a goal in the World Cup, let's say. Ah, right. Right. But in this case, it's a regular season game, and you've had three. And the rules are the rules. He kicked at it. It did. You know, whatever. It's just uh, three of them happened in the same game. Never seen that before. But I've also never seen a hockey team leave the ice because they are being pelted with debris. Right. I've never seen it wow. ever. Leaving, leaving the bench. Get the hell out of there. You're going to get hit. That's fucked, man. That should have been a minor penalty against the New Jersey Devils. Because the home team's responsible. Right? Should have been a penalty against New Jersey. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, <clears throat> I like Matt Murray in goal. Mm. I like him. And I think he makes Schalgren a better goalie, too. This is going to be better than we thought. Leaf goaltending. Better than we thought. Murray's a steadying presence. He's a bit awkward looking. A bit kind of all over the place. Little Gangly, butter, you know. right? Like Shaggy yeah. Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah, of course. Was Shaggy a goalie? I don't remember that. <laughs> I think so. And see, now with Morgan Riley out of the lineup, this is your classic case. Of, all right, let's see what kind of team we got. Let's see when, you're, when your top players are injured. Let's see how good you are. How good, especially on the back line. Let's see. Throw these guys into the fire. What's going on? Well, Matt Murray has come up huge. Because the chances that the opposition has had have been glorious. I'm not talking about, you know, oh, how many shots? Oh, 31, that didn't look like it. Man, dude, the shots seem to be, and correct me if I'm wrong, qual every, the quality shots from the opposition. Like, they're, like great chances. And he's, he's turning them away. And it just I think it just gives great confidence to the defense saying, you know what, if we screw up, we got Matt Murray back there. So Murray's going to play this afternoon. No, sir. Uh, yeah, this afternoon. It's Friday. This afternoon. 2 p.m. game, I think. 2 o'clock game. So England against the U.S. in soccer and Leafs against Minnesota. I'll be on a train. No, I won't be on a train. I'll be on a you'll, train. You'll be on a train. <laughs> and I hear, I hear the Wi-Fi is spotty at best, so I don't think I'll get no, to see you'll be. No, you're taking Via? Yeah, be fine. yeah. Oh. No, you'll be fine. You'll okay. be okay. okay. Yeah, you'll be okay. And plus, you've got, uh, you've got, uh, you've got a good 
phone there, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, if you've ever uh, streamed a game uh, like through Bell Fiber or whatever, it's a data chewer. Like it's like ten gigs later. You, you, you know. What I mean? Oh, tell me about it. Are you kidding? What are you talking? We drove up to Muskoka one time, and Serena was driving, and I'm watching Spurs. Right. And and in the middle of the game, like as they're about to score, right? I get this little warning saying, if you know, it's gonna it's gonna cost you fifty bucks. Right. Gigs, right now. Like, what, I think there were two options. I think one was like $30 for like another 15 minutes. Right. right? There was, or it was 50 bucks for like, and I was like, well, I don't care. This <laughs> is why, uh, cross your fingers, Hebsey, that there's a good Wi-Fi on this uh, train and I'll be watching all this action on is, the, can uh, you yeah. get, can't you get it on audio? Can you get just the audio? Only? I don't think so. I don't oh, think so. Because that would be, be able to get stream the audio. That would take a lot less. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Data, right? For sure. For sure. I'll, I'll right. see what I can do. I got five right, hours on that train. And let so. me know too. Because okay. I'll be traveling in a different time. And I need to see I need to see what's going I'll on. I'll let you know, man. I'll All report right, back. Fine. Okay. So anyway, Murray's the starter today. And then tomorrow they're in Pittsburgh against the Penguins. But it's not your basic back-to-back where it's like one night, then the next night. It's an afternoon game. So they're out of there earlier they're going to be in pittsburgh like later tonight have dinner there probably right Mm -hmm. uh and then they'll have the whole day tomorrow so it could be murray back to back in goal even though it says that shalgren is expected on uh, the score app but i don't believe that i'm expected it's sort of like we're hoping it's shalgren makes sense that it would be do you think that five hours makes that big a difference because i do okay i'm surprised by that like i would think they won't it's not the same kind listen when you're out of there when you're out of that rink at 5 30 in the afternoon and on your way to pittsburgh Mm -hmm. you know on a and your flight's leaving at six let's say the game was at two let's say your flight's at 6 30 and you're in pittsburgh you're in pittsburgh for eight right now you got the rest of the night right and then the next day you're going to sleep in you may not even have a skate the next day probably not and then you're ready for an evening game so there's there yeah that five hours difference or whatever yeah that five hours would make a okay makes a big difference so it could be mm-hmm. we'll see how he comes out of the game um, the Leafs are in Detroit then on Monday right so it's like okay Minnesota Friday and then uh, Pittsburgh Saturday and then you play your Saturday game and then Sunday is a rest day in Pittsburgh probably watch the Steelers play or whatever and, and then later Sunday they fly to Detroit which is a nothing flight and then they're in Detroit for Monday. And they come home and host the San Jose Sharks on Wednesday. That's their schedule. Then there's the Raptors. And man, they got some serious injury problems. Three and seven in their last 10 games. Uh, they're nine and nine on the season. They're fighting the injury bug, trying to navigate their way through the schedule. Uh, the Odyssey continues tomorrow afternoon, five o'clock tomorrow at the uh, Scotiabank Arena. So five o'clock tomorrow afternoon, Raps hosting the Dallas Mavericks and the great Luka Doncic who went off for 42 points against Boston the other night, but they lost. Meanwhile, the Raptors had only 10 healthy players in their loss to Brooklyn. I swear I thought for a second that Drake was going to come off the bench. <laughs> Man, they didn't have anybody. They had nobody. Oh, no. Have nobody. you seen him shoot? Can, you don't want him play? off the bench. Oh, he's, that's the trainer. No, no, he can't play. 10. That was it. Okay? No Fred Van Vliet. No Scotty Barnes. No oh. Otto Porter. No Precious Sachua. No Delano Banton. No Pascal Siakam. I'm missing a couple of guys. See, Ackman's missed his ninth game in a row, by the way. Like, what are you going to do? You, know, well, you can't, you just have to fight your way through it. And they're doing their best. They were no match for Brooklyn the other night. I didn't hear about the uh, reception that Kyrie Irving got. I'm assuming it was nothing. There was no big deal about it. It was none, right? Although after the post-game interview that he did, um, he says, uh, they go, what, what do you want to say? It's Thanksgiving. Where are you going for Thanksgiving? He goes, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving. But for those who I'm thinking, well, you don't celebrate like you're an American. What do you mean you don't celebrate? It's not even it's it's a non-denominational holiday. Am I 
Am I right? Uh, ours for sure. Theirs is a little pilgrimy. Like there's a, it's a little but, bit of that pilgrim. Uh, so what are we saying here? Like I, I don't understand. Like what I don't celebrate it. Meaning I, I like just. <laughs> he didn't grow up celebrating Thanksgiving. Like, I don't, I don't know. Get that. I, I don't get that. Yeah. I, I mean, I can see someone who doesn't, they don't celebrate Christmas because they're not of that faith. Well, or whatever. But that it's makes faith sense. Based. That's faith based, right? In a way. hundred percent. Is Thanksgiving? Is it? Like, I don't know this. Like, I do, don't think it is. If you're American, yeah. you celebrate Thanksgiving, right? If you're an American Italian, if you're an American um, Japanese American, if you're a, uh, uh, African American. If you're a Korean American, if you're an American, you you don't celebrate like like what? what I I I thought Thanksgiving was the big one because it didn't matter it what is. religion you were. It was everybody. Right, that's what I mean. It. So when yeah. he said that, first of all, it's like, oh come on, like you really? <laughs> you're not going to say, oh I like turkey and gravy. Really, you're going to say I don't celebrate. But for those who do, like that's weird. Anyway. Well, I know. Okay, I say this. I know yeah, Jehovah just, Witnesses just, who don't do Halloween. Like there are some faiths that have like we don't do things like that. Yeah. Okay. Like fun is not allowed. Well, that seems to be Kyrie Irving's M.O. Right. Making fun is Too not much allowed. Fun. It's not having fun. <laughs> uh, the Buffalo Bills have had quite a week, and they're fans, too. I told you about my buddy from St. Catharines, right? He goes, it took him three hours and 20 minutes to get from St. Catharines to Detroit to see the Bills beat the Browns right. last Sunday. Comes home after the game, works a few days, leaves Thursday morning, okay, at like 10 o'clock in the morning or nine or whatever it was, and drives to Detroit again to see the Bills beat, this time Detroit, okay, the home team, as Tyler Bass kicked a 45-yard field goal with two seconds left wow. to give them a 28-25 victory. Seconds after seconds after Detroit had kicked a field goal to tie the game with, like, 23 seconds to go. And the announcer is going, and I'm watching this guy. I'm streaming this game. Mike, talk about it. I'm streaming okay. this game on my phone while I'm walking on Bloor Street. And every time they take a timeout, I'm like, oh, Jesus, this is costing me, right? Because the timeouts take like five minutes. And then they're going to ice the kicker in another timeout. And then, and then I hear Tony Romo go with 23 seconds ago. He says, oh, that's plenty of time for Josh Allen. He can get five plays in. And I'm thinking, come on, let's go, let's go, streaming. And I'm supposed to go into the subway now. And I can't go into the subway. I'll lose the stream. Right. And I'm standing outside the subway. Okay, I'm watching the game, and I'm, I must be gesticulating. Go, come on, come, come on, like that. And a guy, a, a stranger, kind of, I make eye contact. And I'm Bill's game. I'm going, yeah. And he kind of is looking, and I'm sort of, I'm sharing my screen with him now, standing at the corner of of a Bloor and Young, right, right. And we're watching the game, <laughs> nodding to each other, like, what the hell? And then, and then Bass kicks this 45 yard. It just kills it like beautiful. Bang. Wow. And we both go, yeah, looked at each other, fist pumped. I go down into the subway, turn off my thing because my date is costing me a fortune. Right. And uh, there you go. And the Bills are eight and three. And they're in first place in the AFC East and all is well with the world. And they win two games in five days in Detroit. See, this show is called Hebsey on Sports, but we could call this show Hebsey Loves Sports because you're the real deal, man. You love your sports. I love it. I do, but I have to tell you, Mike, it's getting, I mean, it's maybe it's age, whatever. It's just, it's, there's, it's a lot. It's hard. I don't know how these talk show hosts go out there every day for two hours, three hours, one hour, right. every day and talk about the same five topics <laughs> like every day. Right. It's like, you know, okay, we think a world cup click, right? You got that Leafs click Raptors good. click, uh, you know, Jays. <clears throat> Um, this particular uh, tweet, tweet that came out that you know, gone, and then you know grind those out for the next three four days until something else comes along, and then you put it away, and then you bring it back again. 
Well, well, speaking of uh, tweets about Blue Jay acquisitions. Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, oh, but first I, was, I wanted to I was no, setting you up. Okay, go ahead. No, 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 I know. But first I just wanted to mention that oh. yesterday, while I watched four World Cup matches and five football games and whatever hockey, whatever else was yet. Well, there was no hockey or basketball. I watched the Dallas Cowboys last night, or yesterday, I guess it was in the afternoon, okay. beat the uh, New York Giants 28-20. Great game. Exciting as hell. Phenomenal. And then, even better, the Minnesota Vikings over New England 33-26 in last night's game, which ended, like, late. It was a fabulous football. It was really, it just makes a sports fan love sports even more. But I was exhausted at the end of the day. Exhausted. It takes a lot out of you, man. Now, set me up. Go ahead. Speaking of uh, Twitter <laughs> tweets about Blue Jays acquisitions. Mm. Yeah, there's, you know, I mean, you're going to, there's someone who's going to come out. I could do it if I was just the average ordinary guy. I could come out and say, you know, the Blue Jays are going to sign John Schneider to a long-term deal. And you would go, oh, that makes sense, right? Great season, got them to the playoffs. Everybody loves them, right? deserves it, right? Uh, it's going to happen. There's no reason for them to wait. They're not going to look at any other managers. They're not even going to, you know, entertain that. He's their guy. It's going to happen. So I'm going to tweet it out. And if I'm right, hey, if it happens, beautiful. If it doesn't happen, that's okay. I'm a nobody. If it happens next week instead of tomorrow, I'm still okay because I got the timing wrong, but I knew they were going to sign. Him. So it's sort of like a psychic trying to guess, you know, pretending that they know about someone's background. Right. Oh, your mother loved to cook. Yes. How did you know? That's you know, a good start, right? That kind of thing. Oh, right. the Blue Jays are going to sign. What are the odds that the Blue Jays are going to sign John Schneider to a long-term deal? It's not going to be a one-year deal. It's going to be a multi-year deal. So it's pretty easy. So whoever this person was, they got it. And then when the Jays were looking for help because Bradley Zimmer wasn't doing the job, the same person went, oh, Jackie Bradley Jr., right? Now, for all I know, he tweeted two or three other names or did something else. Which, like is, the, which is the scam, right? Where this is the thing. So he gets scam. Jackie Bradley. So now... This guy comes along and says, well, I don't want to say when I'm just, you know, I, met, I, I was right on this and I was right on this. And now everybody on Twitter is like, he was right. We don't know who he is. We know that he only follows two people. Mm -hmm. He only follows. Now, come on. Now, come on. If you've got sources like that, you're following two people. Right. Who is this guy? Come on. But <laughs> our obsession with who. And now before you know it, Blue Jays showing interest in blood. Of course they are. So are the Giants. So are this team. So is that team. So is the Yankees. So the Mets. Come on. Right. So right. after a while, it just gets to be. So Cody Bellinger, who, as most people know, was a fabulous player a few years ago and has completely lost it, has just lost it. And people are going, oh, no, 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 the Jays, you know, maybe a reclamation project. And I'm going, no, no, this isn't the guy we want. We're not going to cross our fingers and hope that Cody Bellinger is going to be the answer to our problems in center field. No, Nimmo. If you're going to go, go, go after the best guy. This guy would be a project. And we're not in a position where we want a project in center field. Oh, he's a great fielder though. Okay. That's fine. Uh, but no, uh, not Bellinger. No. And, and his agent already said he's only going to sign for one year. And, and it's Thanksgiving too. Nobody signed. These deals are never done on Thanksgiving. <laughs> You know, the guy isn't getting up from his turkey dinner, you know, unless it's Kyrie Irving. He's not getting up from his turkey dinner with his family to be told that, uh, 
you know, that, that, that he's going to sign with this team. That you got to get to New York because they're going to sign you. You got to get to Toronto for the media. No, it doesn't happen on Thanksgiving. So this guy took a shot and said, this weekend, the Jays are going to sign Cody Bellinger to a multi-year deal. I think he tweeted it on Monday. So he gave himself some time. So if it happened the next day, hey, beautiful, I got it. If it happens a week later, oh, I had the timing wrong, but I said that they were going to sign. And if he, they don't sign Cody Bellinger, oh, they were close. Or we never hear from the guy again or whatever. You can't, you can't have this. So you've got to make sense. You've got to believe that the Jays are doing their due diligence and that, yes, they're negotiating with more than one. They've got probably got all kinds of deals going. And if that deal happens, then they're going to do this. And if that doesn't happen, then they'll go here. And if they can't sign Brandon Nimmo, then they'll go after Cody Bellinger, unless Bellinger's already signed somewhere else. Then, 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 then. We don't know. But I find it fascinating that other people just regular, like not, you know, who are your sources are going, oh, this guy's the guy. He's the man. Because he got that right and he got that right. <laughs> Come on. Like, come on, be reasonable. Come on. And even if Bellinger does sign, this guy on Twitter knew? How did he know? How did he know? Are you that guy, Hebsey? Is that one of your burner accounts? No. <laughs> but you got to admit, you got to admit, if you have nothing to do and you're bored, right. you could fuck up Twitter and just have such a good time. You could have such a fun time. Right. Because all you got to do is get the first one right. Right, and then well, I was the guy. But like you said, you could tweet both results and was, just delete the one because no one's paying yeah, attention, nobody, right? And just, nobody else had. Nobody else had it. Right, <laughs> right. It's like all tweets. Like it's like I'll tweet. You know, so and so is going to hit a home run on this next pitch. Right. That's different. I have no inside knowledge. I got a feeling. <laughs> You're guessing. Okay? I don't yeah. have anything. I'm going to get now. <laughs> he hits the home run. I have every reason to go. Told you. I knew he was going to hit the. Home I run called because it because he hits. Because he hits fastballs with three, two counts, blah, 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 blah. And it's right. ex- anything. Right. To, and so for five minutes or whatever, I'm the man. I'm, I called it. Right. 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 Until my next you know, <laughs> Until, <yeah>. prognostication. <laughs> and then nobody right. ever heard from me. So what I'm saying is Twitterverse is filled with people who predicted correctly a trade or a something was going to happen. Right. And then we're never heard from again because their next prediction didn't work. And, you know, it's not like, it's like when I hear, when I'm watching the games on TV and, and now I'm, and it's in my head now, everybody's got the betting line. It's like, Oh, you can still make a bet. You can still make a bet. You can still make a bet. And I'm thinking, Oh man, you're, you're using house money. You're playing with, that's not your money that you're betting going, Oh, I have Minnesota plus plus one ninety. It's not your money. It's the fan duels money or whoever's money that you're playing with. Right. And you're touting people and, and you're, it's just sort of a constant, like, why am I, why do I want to bet this game now? Like, why, like, why would I lay a dollar 90 to win a dollar on this game now? Like, I just want to watch the game unfold. Right. I don't know. Anyway, if Cody Bellinger signs a multi-year deal, okay? Multi-year deal. This guy's a genius. He's going to have thousands and thousands of Twitter followers. We don't know who or what he is. We don't even know what's a guy. We don't know anything. Okay. It's someone. <laughs> and I would argue, even if Bellinger signs, this guy is probably, or this we person is not a genius. All I know is he's following two people. <laughs> right. Two. Do you know that the tweet of God, who has like 7 million followers or whatever, God follows one account. One. <laughs> Which one? 
Justin Bieber. <laughs> I swear, go look it up. That's, That's what I love. I like looking to see who this person's following. Right. Who interests this person? Right. It's too funny. <laughs> and tennis, tennis has been awesome. Here, this yeah. is the problem again when there's so much sports going on is you lose, if this was happening at any other time, we would be going fucking nuts. Danny Shapovalov and Vasek Pospisil fell behind early and lost the opening set, but rallied to win their doubles match at the Davis Cup yesterday and eliminated Germany. And Canada is now in the semifinals of the Davis Cup. This is huge. We are a fucking tennis playing nation. This is huge. Woo. Shapo lost the opening match, okay, the singles match, but Felix Ojeali-Assim won his singles match, coming back from a set down, which set up the all-important tiebreaker, the doubles. And Canada's duo lost the opening set 2-6 and then roared back to win uh, and, oh. uh, bu- and, and book their place. I was going to say punch their ticket, but of course we don't <laughs> do that. Scan their pass into tomorrow's semifinals against Italy. Woo! Against Italy, and I think there's something. Going. I think Berrettini of Italy and Felix Ojeda-Aliassime are dating sisters, wow, or cousins, or something like that. There's there's a connection there. I don't know if it's still the case. I haven't been following the social uh, aspect, but I do know that mm, a year ago or so that Berrettini and Felix were like they're tight because they're in the, in, the, in the social circle. So they've been on double dates together. I it may be. Maybe, wow. but they're pa- they're pals. See, most of the guys, most of the guys, yeah. the way I understand it, are are friendly with each other uh, in tennis. They'll go out for a beer after the match. Sure, like like a lot of times, it's like you know when they come to the net to shake each other's hands and they pat each other in chest. You know, they might say, you know, see for a beer later, that kind of a thing. Well, really? they they travel together. It kind of makes <laughs> sense, right? Like uh, a familiar face as you and traveled. More, more so than the women, I'm told. The women oh. <clears throat> tend to stay. Um, within their own group or camp um, compared to the men. Brian has confirmed your news about who's dating whom there. The the TMZ news in tennis there. Brian says, you're correct. They're they're dating whatever, yeah. sisters. Or, okay, they're, they're dating what? Twin sisters? Or I don't know. Uh, Brian, tell us who's dating who. But yeah, he just says that. He says they are. He yeah. says they are. <laughs> because <laughs> who because what I think anymore? is when they show shots in the stands and they show the sisters sitting there, right. and one is obviously rooting for her man, and the other sister's rooting for for her man, right? Right. Now are, are now are both these women Italian? If they're both Italian, for example, like the one that's dating Felix, can, is she rooting for Italy or is she? Oh, for and her she can make Canadian? sure he's very tired for his match. If you know what I mean? <laughs> don't even, don't even. All right. Meanwhile, uh, before we go, if you didn't see the Alec Manoa sit-down interview with Serge Ibaka on his cooking show, you got to watch it. It was on Sportsnet the other night. It was hysterical. Okay, so the deal is this: is that. Ibaka is cooking some wild stuff. And the deal is this. He's going to ask Manoa questions. He's going to ask him questions. And he needs Manoa to answer the questions honestly. And if Manoa refuses to answer the question honestly, he's got to drink this freaking concoction, cricket tea, like tea with live crickets in it. Okay? And if he does answer the question honestly, then, then Serge has to drink the cricket tea with the live crickets in it. It's hysterical. And so he says, so Manoa says, okay, man, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to answer, I'm going to answer honestly, because, you know, I'm going to answer honestly. So the first question he asks him, of which they had taken a clip out of and run prior to it as a teaser, out of context was, Ibaka says to Manoa, who's the biggest cheater in baseball? And Manoa says, and I'm going to be honest with you here, with no hesitation, it's Garrett Cole. And I'm like, whoa, this is great. 
this is great. But when you see the original, it's out of context. You oh. don't know. You're going, wow, that's being honest. The reason he was being honest was, had he lied, had he not given an answer, had he not named a player or something, he would have had to drink this fucking cricket tea <laughs> with live crickets in it, okay? Yeah. But since he told the truth, okay, and it's going to come back to bite him in the ass because believe me, you know, this is great Bolton board material when you call Garrett Cole the biggest cheater in baseball. Um, the beauty of it is, is that the reason he did it was he didn't want to have to drink this tea, but Surge, because of the deal, Surge now, he has to drink the tea with the live crickets in it. Wow. He has to. Wow. Because Alec answered um, honestly. It was hysterical. <laughs> and then later on, you know, they make an edit. And later on, you know, um, Surge is making this sushi. He's preparing this sushi. He actually didn't make it. He sort of prepared it or they told him to wrap it up or whatever. And this sushi is pretty wild stuff. And in it, and he explains that there's there's fish sperm. This is Ibaka, right? right? He goes, there's right. fish sperm in it, right? <laughs> yeah. And so now he asks Manoa another question, and Manoa answers it, uh, you know, honestly. And now and now Serge has to eat this sushi that he made right. that has fish sperm. And as he's eating it, Manoa and Manoa is so fucking funny. Manoa says, "This is the first time you've eaten sperm." <laughs> And I'm laughing my ass off. I can't believe they left it in. They're cracking up, the two of them. They're cracking up. Right. Manoa is cracking up. I'm going, this guy's funny, right? Yeah. yeah. This He's guy is funny. This is the first time you've eaten sperm. I mean, oh, come on. It's a good line. This is, and the producers left it in. And they left it. And they, and, and they got by the censors. <laughs> I, it, I'm, I'm hysterical. Serge is gagging on the sushi. Manoa is laughing like... Oh my God, you're going, I got to hang out with this guy. He must be great with practical jokes. He's so funny. Absolutely hysterical. And there's my, I mean, you have to see this. You have to see this show. It's whatever, Cooking with Surge or, you know, what would you like? Now, I forget what the show is called. Oh my God. So funny. I'll check it out for sure. And Manoa, Manoa is just, I mean, two, he calls Cole a cheater. Okay, Gary, he says, oh yeah, he's a cheater. And then, and then, and then he's, this is the first time you've eaten sperm. <laughs> and, it, and oh yeah, Abak is asking him about baseball. He says you, you only work every five days. Manoa's like, well, no. He says you're not an everyday player, you're not a starter. He goes, well, no. And he's trying to explain to Ibaka, right. and I'm like, oh, you're kidding me, right? Ibaka doesn't know this. Right. He's explained to him. He says, well, no, but I work off, but I don't go in the game. He goes, well, that's not work. Ibaka, <laughs> you just so you just work every five days. <laughs> it was really funny. It was fun. Good stuff. Okay, my friend. Look, you're off to Montreal. I'm off to Pinehurst. Um, I hope everybody has a fantastic uh, weekend. And uh, for our American friends, enjoy your Thanksgiving, except for Kyrie Irving. <laughs> uh, have a fantastic, uh, have a fantastic weekend. That's it for episode number 311 of Hebsey on Sports. And thanks to Toronto Mike for production and inspiration. Hit him up at Toronto Mike and listen to his excellent podcast. He's got some tremendous guests. I got, I got some catching up to do there. And thanks for allowing us into your headspace. No show next week as I'm on holidays oh, yeah. and I will not be disturbed. I'll be on the golf course. <laughs> God willing, we're back December 9th with a brand new fresh episode of Hebsey on Sports. Until then, so long for now. I had the wrong theme going. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. But here we go. The proper theme. <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs>